I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is the Dying Task Podcast. I am always looking for ways to optimize performance, probably because I'm an athlete in my non-work life. That idea of doing more, but with less effort. So not a shortcut necessarily, more like a smart cut. Feeling better while you're going after something. And that can apply to your work life, your home life. On Sunday, it applied to my marathon session of putting up Christmas decorations, which finally done. And today, my guest, Andrew Herr, is on the podcast, and he has one of the most interesting bios probably of any guest I've ever had on, because his job is human performance, and he likely deserves some of the credit for the U.S. soccer team doing so incredibly well in the World Cup this year. He's a human performance expert. So his job is basically, and I'm dumbing this down, <laughs> how to change how you think feel and act. His most recent high-profile gig was basically figuring out how to make the U.S. soccer team feel rested and relaxed at the World Cup. Primarily, it had to do with optimizing how they felt before they traveled, while they were traveling, and then once they got to their destination. He founded a company called Fount, and in super layman's terms, like the most layman of layman's terms, Fount comes up with protocols and products to help you pull stuff off. And one of its most recent innovations is something called, they, they call it FlyKit. It's an app-based combo of tools and supplements and schedules to basically help you arrive at a destination without feeling any jet lag. So FlyKit tells you when to sleep. It tells you when to expose your body to light, when to take your melatonin or your other supplements. And you basically have like a, a coach to your travel even if you're in coach. It's really interesting. Andrew claims that he can get rid of 95% of jet lag by following the plan. And personally, I was excited to learn about this because I have done a lot of these things intuitively through a lot of trial and error when I've traveled for the Olympics because basically I've landed you know, somewhere overseas and had to hit the ground running almost right away. So what he's been doing from a truly scientific background is really, really interesting. So his most recent clients are pro athletes and frequent flyers, but his early lab rats were Navy SEALs, and the backstory on how that came about is so good. He has also helped fighter pilots relieve their jet lag. Now, along the way, Andrew won the honor of Mad Scientist by the U.S. Army for the future of human advancement twice. He was their Mad Scientist twice. I didn't even know they had an award like that. That's actually very cool. So here's what I love about this conversation. And I do love this conversation. Andrew is beyond brilliant, but he also is so approachable. And his optimism, his enthusiasm, and his likability really come through in this interview. Today, Andrew Herr is going to optimize our humanness. You are going to learn how you can feel better when you're traveling over the holidays. And it has to do with a word that is everywhere these days if you are a health and fitness nut like I am. The word is inflammation. And I hope that you get inspired by how Andrew has carved out a business niche by basically solving age-old problems. And in this Dying to Ask, we will talk about all of that, plus how the Department of Defense even found him in the first place and what they specifically asked him to do for Navy SEALs. How does somebody become a human performance expert and how can we all be more productive and happy? And we will talk travel, how to fly and not feel beaten up by the time you get off the plane. And make sure you listen after the interview because I'm going to drop a little behind the scenes podcast info on you that is kind of, as they say, 
a big deal. Andrew Herr, my first mad scientist ever on Dying to Ask, is my guest this week. Have you ever wondered how did they do that? I do all the time. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and Dying to Ask is the podcast that gets me off a TV news set and into candid conversations with authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and influencers I have been dying to talk to. Soak up the motivation that comes from learning how other people live their lives, how they take an idea or a goal, they follow through, and they pull it off. And maybe along the way, I'll get some answers to questions you've been dying to ask. Andrew, welcome to the Dying to Ask podcast. As a total travel geek myself, I'm very excited to like talk shop with you today. Thank you, Deidre. It's great to be here. I'm really excited chatting. So let's go into like what your background is, because I, I don't think I've ever seen a bio quite like yours. What is it like? How do you describe to people at a party what you do? I think I always start saying I ran human performance and biotech strategy efforts for the military for seven years and got the opportunity to do everything from write their research and development strategy at a high level down to getting Navy SEALs ready to deploy, ran big clinical trial. It was really an amazing experience to work across every element of human performance. And then but how, out of that do you, work, how do you get to that job? <laughs> like, how do you get a job where, where you're the one of the few people on the planet who tells the Navy SEAL what to do? Well, you end up through a, a strange series of events. You have a background where your father's a doctor and you're in this and that. Your mom's side of the family is a bunch of Marines. And you find the ability to uh, program where you can study science, technology, and national security. And then graduate school, you decide what the heck, I'll do a degree in radiation physics, a second degree in immunology, and a third degree in national security policy. And then you get a call one day. You get a call from the Career Center and they say, hey, Andrew, Somebody walked into the Career Center and said they need someone who does biology and national security and can write. And they told them, we know this one guy, Andrew. Um, and I got hired by the Secretary of Defense's private think tank on the future of warfare to run their biotech efforts. Um, and, and that was my entree into this field. Andrew, I would watch that movie. That is really, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that is such an interesting, that, that it could even happen like that. It's just fascinating. Serendipity is an amazing thing. And, um, you know, I think it plays a, a role throughout all the stories of the company we're building, the products we're building. You, you're in the right place at the right time and you have the right background and, and hopefully it allows you to do good things. Yeah, so you had Navy SEALs basically kind of at your disposal to start analyzing them and see, seeing what really makes them tick or what can make them tick better. And what were your main conclusions? What were the things that you started noticing about them that you realized had bigger applications for the rest of us? So at the broadest scale, the most interesting thing about uh, someone who can be a special operator in Navy SEAL isn't their physical prowess so much. I mean, they're obviously in incredible shape. It's their ability to operate and think effectively under stress. And so understanding that that is this incredibly powerful toolkit, especially to be adaptable under stress and recognize when the situation's changed. Um, I spent a lot of time thinking about how we can optimize there. Um, that's sort of the broad scale. and then. The little things also were amazing. So we were doing some work on diving performance. And it turns out that when you scuba dive, there's an inflammatory effect of coming from higher to lower pressure when you come up from depth. And later on, we would be able to track that to happening when you take off in an airplane and go from higher to lower pressure. And that's one of the insights that allowed us to sort of solve jet lag. And so, you know, it's all about the ability to understand how little changes affect someone. And Navy SEALs are really sensitive to little changes. 
And so basically, I'm, I'm probably dumbing this to a point where you're going to be like, no, that's not it at all. <laughs> but, but was your job basically to figure out ways to make them be more rested so they could be more clear headed in, in small steps? Like, were there well, little really, things that you're doing? Yeah, it was really about how to optimize their performance. So uh, that might mean, hey, if we're not going to get a lot of sleep, because they often don't, how do we perform at our best? That might be, how do we recover faster from an injury? That might be, hey, how do I keep my focus at optimal in these different mission parameters? So it really was, how do we think about in the short term, how to optimize and run experiments for them to figure out what worked for their body and their mission set? And then in the big spectrum, like where does the military invest to think about the big stuff in the future? Interesting, because you hear a lot about, you know, like pilots and, the, you know, obviously the need for rest is crucial, but it's challenging given the world that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, we've spent a fair amount of time also working with members of the Air Force community thinking about how do we mitigate the effects of flying? And again, back to that jet lag piece, when they're, you know, when you might need to go from Japan to Alaska to train, and then you want to train the next day, how do you handle the long flights and, and not feeling well? So we did spend a lot of time on that. And it turns out, again, inflammation was a big piece of, of all these puzzles. And so it's really something we've focused on for the last five years, as well as, you know, all the other cognitive performance tools out there and you know, putting everything together. Yeah. And so, you know, post your Navy SEALs and military stuff, um, you have started working on kind of your own projects. And that that idea of inflammation has carried through, as has a very buzzy headline that you can cure jet lag, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about how you transitioned into kind of the entrepreneurial wing of what you're doing now. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I saw working with the military was I know how to optimize a thousand Navy SEALs. We'll build a facility, we'll get elite coaches, but how do you make that available to a hundred thousand army grunts? And it turns out the Navy SEAL approach is just too expensive. And so we spent a lot of time thinking about how do we scale this to millions of people in the private sector who want to feel better, perform better. Um, and that could be at home with their family at work on the sports field. And so I founded Fount three years ago with that explicit mission, which is how do we take these unique physiological insights um, and offer them at the highest level for people who can afford it, and then build products that make them available and much more scalable to people who can't afford our elite coaching programs. And so we offer both of those today. You can have a former Army Ranger or Special Operator as a coach, and we'll work you walk you through an absolutely incredible experience. And we now offer FlyKit, which is our product to solve jet lag. Uh, we see about 95% of people can go to Europe, Asia, Australia with minimal to no jet lag. And it's because we unlock this secret of how flying causes inflammation in the body, how to turn that off. And then it turns out once you do that, suddenly the this circadian rhythm, which is stuck in most people with jet lag and takes days and days to get your sleep cycle back on schedule. Once we remove that inflammation using supplements and eating protocols, um, then suddenly you're able to rapidly shift someone's circadian rhythm when you use all the tools that work, light, caffeine, um, the insulin response and others. And so, but we want to make that easy because I just talked about 10 different things that right. affect you. Um, and so the beautiful thing is um, we've built an AI algorithm that takes into account your body, your sleep cycle, your flights. It runs through millions of iterations and can then deliver you the optimal program for when to eat sleep 
and we make fly kit physical packs that have everything you need in them to arrive feeling great. I, I love this because um, I have been working and covering Olympic athletes for more than 20 years. And what I noticed about 10 years ago is that these sleep performance specialists started going into the training. And so ahead of, especially if they were literally flying to the other side of the world, which quite often they are, ahead of it, they had very strict protocols exactly like what you're talking about and using kind of the science and the data to figure out how to maximize how they would feel and so that they could um, adapt to wherever they were very, very quickly. It's interesting how possible it actually is because I think for a lot, you know, when we were growing up, people just assumed you had to feel crummy for the first two days of your trip and you really don't. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, Olympic athletes can do the kind of thing where Hey, I'm going to take five days in advance and start shifting my circadian rhythm beforehand. And so um, that stuff absolutely works. And what I'm what we're really excited about now is the ability to do it where you don't have to change anything before the morning you leave. Um, but yeah, we've definitely integrated research from Olympic athletes from the military side here, um, you know, from just day-to-day -day life. And we've run hundreds and really thousands of iterations of this with our own clients to really optimize and figure out what works for the broadest population. So yeah, I think the beauty is when you get a couple unique insights and have a little bit of pixie dust that you can sprinkle on something, and then you can bring together those recommendations that you've seen for a decade. Uh, when you tie it all together, that's the magic. It's not, hey, take this pill or do this one thing. It's really about bringing all the tools together in an accessible way. And that's what we do at Fount. We We've, we've decided as a company, we won't just sell a supplement or we won't just do one thing. We want to have these integrated experiences, these systems that allow people to really, you know, get up to that level of like what an Olympic athlete might use from their coaches. But before it cost a hundred thousand in coaching and today yeah. you can get it for $199. So explain kind of like how, how it all works. Cause personally, when I've traveled like that, I actually back time out. 48 hours before I go. Like I come up with a plan of this is what I'm eating at this time. This is what I'm drinking. I front load the water. I, you, you name it. I do it down to what I'm wearing on the plane, what time I'm going to sleep, what time I'm waking up, what I'm not watching on the plane, you know, you name it. I have like back time the whole thing and I've got alarm set. It's ridiculous, but it's the reason why when I get off a plane, I'm ready to go. You're, what you've done through the AI is you've taken the thinking part of it out of it so that you literally kind of get a plan, right? Yeah. So we have an app and it literally does what you just described, which is what time should you wake up the day you're going to travel? What time should you be eating, taking different supplements, sleeping? What time do you put on your light filtering glasses? What time do you, um, when should you be drinking water? All these elements, when should you move, we're integrating breath work into the app now. And so absolutely everything you just said, now you can have an AI assistant do it for you. And oh, by the way, the app will remind you when it's time to do everything. Um, plus then adds on these brand new insights that we um, have developed based on the inflammatory piece. So yeah, absolutely. And why shouldn't you, as a hardworking professional, have an AI assistant to do that for you? <laughs> I would like assistants to do many things in my life. So, so when you started taking some of these concepts and you started applying them to kind of normal people versus, say, Navy SEALs, what did you notice starting to happen? Well, one of the things is actually that sometimes it's easier for normal people. Turns out most people um, don't fly on a military aircraft that might not have <laughs> seats that are very comfortable, that might have food available, 
So that part of it actually can sometimes be a little easier. And also you may not have to go on a mission after three hours of sleep. So sometimes it's easier for our executive clients, uh, but the parts that are interesting were, how do we make this simple enough that somebody's going to want to do it when they're going on vacation? And so a Navy SEAL, if they're going into a life-threatening situation, they're quite focused on their preparation and they're going to have a group of people doing it together. So it's a combination of sometimes it's actually easier for our executive clients. And then sometimes um, we need to make it easier for them. And so I'd say yeah. those are the big differences. Uh, and, you know, I would just say the the other piece is, you know, Navy SEALs are almost uniformly in incredible physical shape. And not all business executives are. Some some are, and I think increasingly people see that as part of their job to stay in great shape, to handle the stresses of, of the work environment. But um, we also wanted to make sure it works for people who aren't as in great physical shape. And so definitely sometimes need a little extra tap on the anti-inflammatory button there. <laughs> I would think so. You know, when you talk about human performance, I feel like there is, especially post-COVID, there's a real emphasis on people wanting to get the most out of, not only out of life, out of their job, but out of themselves. We are a little bit more focused on realizing that we control a lot of the power of how we feel. Is that also part of kind of the mission and where you've taken this research over the years? So everything we do is customized. Turns out there's no test in the world that can tell you what will work for your body, your goals, your lifestyle. And so because of that, there are plenty of tests that can help us understand what direction is most likely to work. But we are always focused on designing tools that can customize to you or help you run the experiments that will optimize for your body. And I think that's really a big piece of letting people um, gain mastery or have control over themselves is like, hey, your friend may love this uh, ketogenic diet, but it may not work for you. And that's right. okay. We have clients on vegan diets, on keto diets, eating more frequently, eating less frequently. And it's okay. There's, not, there's no reason we should expect one size would fit all. And so we want to make it possible for people to understand sort of the operating manual for their body. And that gives them control. And look, that doesn't mean you need to stop drinking alcohol forever or never eat fried food. It just means you should know, one, how's it going to affect me? And is the trade-off worth it? Two, if I'm going to do it, how can I mitigate any negative effects? Um, right, and, and especially me... if, you're, if you're spending a lot of money traveling, you want to get the most out of the experience when you get there. Can we do just some like rapid fire lightning round questions? Let's, let's do okay, it. Okay, so give me, give me short answers, but I want to get through a couple of these. You don't like the airport cocktail, why? Uh, it actually enhances the inflammation from flying and as well as dehydrates you. So because of that, it, it really makes you feel much worse than it would if you have it a day later with your family. Oh, good to know. Okay, you're in airport um, food court. What's the best thing you can eat? Funny answer, Panda Express, teriyaki chicken, no sauce. You don't get all the sugar. And then the steamed or sauteed veggies, keep it to protein and veggies and you're doing pretty well. Worst thing you can eat? Uh, fried plus sugar plus salt. You say so maybe so something like uh, <laughs> one of those Auntie Anne's pretzel, like cinnamon sugar pretzels or Cinnabon, maybe. Okay. Um, you say to get light at the right time when you're traveling. What does that actually mean? So you want to have light typically in the morning of where you're going to be. You want to avoid light. That would be like blue light blocking glasses or close the blinds to get real darkness in a couple hours before you go to sleep. Um, and then if you want to do the advanced mode, 
for take the time that would be the three hours before you're going to normally wake up, shift that 24 hours ahead, and then block the light then. I love overseas flights where they have the little video telling you to do like chair yoga, but it really does work. Movement is good for you. Yeah. So we love movement, get the blood flowing, exercise decreases inflammation. So whatever you can do, whether it's just stretching, whether you're, you have a backpack and you can do some squats in the airport, I'm that strange guy in the airport doing squats, maybe holding my <laughs> backpack in front of me, or when you get to your destination, do a, even a 20 minute workout and it really can dramatically you know, make you feel better. Um, probably don't want to try not to work out within like a hour, couple hours of going to bed though. Okay. I always park like as far as I can at the airport and I make my family walk in so we get some fresh air and I always feel like the flight feels better. On a flight, are you a guy who talks to people or no? I love talking to people. <laughs> you actually I, have good it, info to share too. I, I love talking to people. I love learning their, about their stories, but I also am kind of be sleeping on a specific schedule. So, you know, there's a little, there's a little bit of uh, social time and a little bit of me time. Okay. Best trip you've ever taken. Uh, I went to Mongolia with my younger brother and uh, we spent two weeks going around the country everything from spending time with uh, people who train eagles to hunt to uh, being in just the, you know, riding horses through the Mongolian wilderness. I would watch that movie as well. That is really <laughs> good stuff. Okay. And then last question, uh, you have such a fascinating background and you've taken just your natural curiosity, your family background, your experiences, and you've, you've seen a problem that you saw could be solved and move toward it. What is your best advice for other entrepreneurs who see something and think, why hasn't somebody done something about that? So two pieces of advice. One is you just have to start. It turns out that thinking about it can only get you so far. Before I started my first company, which is the second company now, uh, I thought about it and I hadn't left my prior job and I had to just actually leave before I could really focus 100%. And the second piece is, Make sure you get out of your own head in a second way, which is make sure you're talking to the potential users of it, because maybe you hate that piece of it, but somebody else doesn't care. And then mock it up as quickly as you can, get it into potential customers' hands and get feedback and then run that iteration cycle. And, um, you know, look, entrepreneurship can be hard, but it's also one of the most incredibly uh, rewarding things in the world. I so hope I run into you on a plane someday. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. Well, I promised you a rando fact about the podcast, and here it is. So fun fact about this podcast. When people look at podcasting analytics, they look at how many people download the episode, individual episodes. They look at how many people subscribe to a podcast, which is also a really important metric. But one of the most telling metrics is how long do people listen to an episode? And that is a really valuable number because if you only listen to like the first, you know, 20% of a show, it shows that you might, you know, get sucked in by a buzzy headline, but you don't really stick around. This podcast has an unusually high listenership in that most people who hit play stick with us for at least 80% of the show. And this is typically the spot where people would turn it off because you would figure this is probably where she's gonna start asking you to like share the podcast, leave a review. Um, and you're right, it is where that goes. <laughs> but I also wanted to let you know about 
something that we've been working on here on the show. And so the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to build on a theme. And that theme has been how you can live better and feel better as we head into the end of the year, which traditional for, traditionally for a lot of us is a very stressful time. So a few episodes to bring your attention to. Uh, we had the episode that aired a couple of weeks ago, Three Ways to Reduce Your Holiday Stress. That episode has done really well. So the, the primary like theme of that one is like just say no like Nancy Reagan here, just say no to things that maybe don't need to be on your holiday table, literally and figuratively, this year. So I hope you'll go check that out. We have three really concrete ideas that you can maybe implement to really be in the moment a little bit more for these next couple of weeks. And then our holiday gratitude challenge, that one has done really well as well. And that is, again, three steps to take a few moments each day to really center yourself and give yourself a little moment of mental clarity to be in the moment despite everything that's going on right now and to improve your mental and your physical health with a simple act of gratitude. And it I am not kidding you people. It takes a couple of minutes. That is it. Nothing in your life other than brushing your teeth will have a payoff like that, I promise you. So I hope you'll check out those episodes. And I hope you enjoyed the episode with Andrew today. It was originally pitched to me purely to talk about Flykit. But when I read his bio, I thought, I have to meet this guy just to find out, like, where do these humans come from who can do these things? And now we know. Well, if you loved or remotely liked any of these episodes, I hope you will share them on social media or text them to your friends. That is the fastest way to grow the show and keep Dying to Ask going. Thank you for listening this week. We'll see you next time on Dying to Ask.